September of the Diary of Samuel Pepys, 1663. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee, The Diary of Samuel Pepys, 1663, by Samuel Pepys. September, 1663. September 1st. Up pretty betimes, and after a little at my vial, to my office, where we sat all the morning, and I got my bill among others for my carved work, which I expected to have paid for myself, signed at the table, and hoped to get the money back again, though if the rest had not got it paid by the king, I never intended nor did desire to have him pay for my vanity. In the evening, my brother John coming to me to complain that my wife seems to be discontented at his being here, and shows him great disrespect, so I took and walked with him in the garden, and discoursed long with him about my affairs, and how imprudent it is for my father and mother and him to take exceptions without great cause at my wife, considering how much it concerns them to keep her their friend, and for my peace. Not that I would ever be led by her to forget or desert them in the main, but yet she deserves to be pleased and complied with a little, considering the manner of life that I keep her to, and how convenient it were for me to have Brampton for her to be sent to when I have a mind or occasion to go abroad to Portsmouth or elsewhere so directed him how to behave himself to her and gave him other counsel and so to my office were late second up betimes and to my office and thence with sir j minnes by coach to whitehall where met us sir w batten and there stayed by the council chamber till the lords called us in being appointed four days ago to attend them with an account of the riot among the seamen the other day when sir j minnes did as like a coxcomb as ever i saw any man speak in my life and so we were dismissed they making nothing almost of the matter we stayed long without till by and by my lord mayor comes who also was commanded to be there and he having we not being within with him an admonition from the lords to take better care of preserving the peace we joined with him and the lords having commanded sir j minnes to prosecute the fellows for the riot we rode along with my lord mayor in his coach to the sessions house in the old bailey where the sessions are now sitting here i heard two or three ordinary trials among others one which they say is very common nowadays, and therefore in my now taking of maids, I resolved to look to have somebody to answer for them. A woman that went and was indicted by four names for entering herself a cookmaid to a gentleman that prosecuted her there, and after three days run away with a silver tankard, a porringer of silver, and a couple of spoons, and being now found, is found guilty, and likely will be hanged. By and by up to dinner with my Lord Mayor and the Alderman, and a very great dinner and most excellent venison, but it almost made me sick by not daring to drink wine after dinner into a withdrawing-room and there we talked among other things of the lord mayor's sword they tell me this sword they believe is at least a hundred or two hundred years old and another that he hath which is called the black sword which the lord mayor wears when he mourns but properly is their lenten sword to wear upon good friday and other lent days is older than that thence i leaving sir Minnes to look after his indictment drawing up i home by water and there found my wife mightily pleased with a present of shells, fine shells given her by Captain Hicks, and so she and I up and looked them over, and indeed they are very pleasant ones. By and by in comes Mr. Llewellyn, lately come from Ireland, to see me, and he tells me how the English interest falls mightily there, the Irish party being too great, so that most of the old rebels are found innocent, and their lands, which were forfeited and bought or given to the English, are restored to them, which gives great discontent there among the English he being gone i to my office where late putting things in order and so home to supper and to bed going through the city my lord mayor told me how the pillar set up by exeter house is only to show where the pipes of water run to the city and observe that this city is as well watered as any city in the world 
and that the bringing the water to the city hath cost it first and last above three hundred thousand pounds but by the new building and the building of st james's by my lord st albans which is now about and which the city stomach i perceive highly but dare not oppose it were it now to be done it would not be done for a million of money third up betimes and for an hour at my vial before my people rise then up into the office a while and then to sir w batten who is going this day for pleasure down to the downs i eat a breakfast with them and at my lady's desire with them by coach to greenwich where i went aboard with them on the charlotte yacht the wind very fresh and i believe they will be all sick enough besides that she is mighty troublesome on the water methinks she makes overmuch of her husband's ward young mr griffin as if she expected some service from him when he comes to it being a pretty young boy i left them under sail and i to deptford and after a word or two with sir j minnes walked to redriff and so home in my way it coming into my head overtaking of a beggar or two on the way that looked like gypsies what the gypsies eight or nine days ago had foretold that somebody that day sun night should be with me to borrow money but i should lend none and looking when i came to my office upon my journal that my brother john had brought a letter that day from my brother tom to borrow twenty pounds more of me which had vexed me so that i had sent the letter to my father into the country to acquaint him of it and how little he is beforehand that he is still forced to borrow but it pleased me mightily to see how contrary to my expectations having so lately lent him twenty pounds and believed that he had money by him to spare and that after some days not thinking of it i should look back and find what the gypsy had told me to be so true after dinner at home to my office and there late doing business being very well pleased with mr cutler's coming to me about some business and among other things tells me that they value me as a man of business which he accounts the best virtuoso and i know his thinking me so and speaking where he comes may be of good use to me home to supper and to bed fourth up betimes and an hour at my vial and then abroad by water to whitehall and westminster hall and there bought the first news book of lestrange's writing he beginning this week and makes me thinks but a simple beginning then to speak to mrs lane who seems desirous to have me come to see her and to have her company as i had a little while ago which methinks if she were very modest considering how i tumbled her and tossed her she should not thence to mrs harper and sent for creed and there mrs harper sent for a maid for me to come to live with my wife i like the maid's looks well enough and i believe may do well she looking very modestly and speaking so too i directed her to speak with my wife and so creed and i away to mr povey's and he not being at home walked to lincoln's inn walks which they are making very fine and about one o'clock went back to povey's and by and by in comes he and so we sat and down to dinner and his lady whom i never saw before a handsome old woman that brought him money that makes him do as he does and so we had plenty of meat and drink though i drunk no wine though mightily urged to it and in the exact manner that i never saw in my life anywhere and he the most full and satisfied in it that man can be in this world with anything after dinner done to see his new cellars which he has made so fine with so noble an arch and such contrivances for his barrels and bottles and in a room next to it such a grotto and fountain which in summer will be so pleasant as nothing in the world can be almost but to see how he himself do pride himself too much in it and command and expect to have all admiration though indeed everything do highly deserve it is a little troublesome thence creed and i away and by his importunity away by coach to bartholomew fair where i have no mind to go without my wife and therefore rode through the fair without lighting and away home leaving him there and at home made my wife get herself presently ready and so carried her by coach to the fair and showed her the monkeys dancing on the ropes which was strange but such dirty sport that i was not pleased with it there was also a horse with hoofs like ram's horns a goose with four feet and a cock with three 
thence to another place and saw some german clockworks the salutation of the virgin mary and several scriptural stories but above all there was at last represented the sea with neptune venus mermaids and arid on a dolphin the sea rocking so well done that had it been in a gaudy manner and place and at a little distance it had been admirable thence home by coach with my wife and i a while to the office and so to supper and to bed this day i read a proclamation for calling in and commanding everybody to apprehend my lord bristol fifth up betimes and to my vial a while and so to the office and there sat and busy all the morning so at noon to the exchange and so home to dinner where i met creed who dined with me and after dinner mightily importuned by captain hicks who came to tell my wife the names and story of all the shells which was a pretty present he made her the other day he being gone creed my wife and i to cornhill and after many trials bought my wife a chintz that is a painted indian calico for to line her new study which is very pretty so home with her and then i away creed being gone to captain minor's upon tower hill and there abating only some impertinence of his i did inform myself well in things relating to the east indies both of the country and the disappointment the king met with the last voyage by the navy of the portugal viceroy and the inconsiderableness of the place of bombay if we had had it but above all things it seems strange to me that matters should not be understood before they went out and also that such a thing as this which was expected to be one of the best parts of the queen's portion should not be better understood it being if we had it but a poor place and not really so as was described to our king in the draught of it but a poor little island whereas they made the king and lord chancellor and other learned men about the king believe that that and other islands which are near it were all one piece and so the draught was drawn and presented to the king and believed by the king and expected to prove so when our men came thither but it is quite otherwise thence to my office and after several letters writ home to supper and to bed and took a pill i hear this day that sir w batten was fain to put ashore at queenborough with my lady who has been so sick she swears never to go to sea again but it happens well that holmes is come home into the downs where he will meet my lady and it may be do her more good than she looked for he brings news of the peace between tangier and the moors but the particulars i know not he is come but yesterday sixth lord's day my pill i took last night worked very well and i lay long in bed and sweat to get away the itching all about my body from head to foot which is beginning again as it did the last winter and i find after i am up that it is abated i stayed at home all day and my wife also whom god forgive me i stayed along with me for fear of her seeing of pimbleton but she and i entertained one another all day long with great pleasure contriving about my wife's closet and the bedchamber whither we intend to go up she and i to-day we dined alone and supped also at night my brother john with us and so to prayers and to bed seventh up pretty betimes and a while to my vial and then abroad to several places to buy things for the furnishing my house and my wife's closet and then met my uncle thomas by appointment and he and i to the prerogative office in paternoster row and there searched and found my uncle day's will and read it over and advised upon it and his wife's after him and though my aunt perkins testimony is very good yet i fear the estate being great and the rest that are able to inform us in the matter are all possessed of more or less of the estate it will be hard for us ever to do anything nor will i adventure anything till i see what part will be given to us by my uncle thomas of all that is gained but i had another end of putting my uncle into some doubt that so i might keep him yet from going into the country that he may be there against the court at his own charge and so i left him and his son at a loss what to do till i see them again and so i to my lord crews thinking to have dined there but it was too late 
and so back and called at my brother's and mr holden's about several businesses and went all alone to the black spread eagle in bride lane and there had a chop of veal and some bread cheese and beer cost me a shilling to my dinner and so through fleet alley god forgive me out of an itch to look upon the sluts there against which when i saw them my stomach turned and so to bartholomew fair where i met with mr pickering and he and i to see the monkeys at the dutch house which is far beyond the other that my wife and i saw the other day and thence to see the dancing on the ropes which was very poor and tedious but he and i fell in discourse about my lord sandwich he tells me how he is sorry for my lord at his being at chelsea and that his but seeming so to my lord without speaking one word had put him clear out of my lord's favour so as that he was fain to leave him before he went into the country for that he was put to eat with his servants but i could not fish from him though i knew it what was the matter but am very sorry to see that my lord hath thus much forgot his honour but i am resolved not to meddle with it the play being done i stole from him and hide home buying several things at the ironmonger's dogs tongs and shovels for my wife's closet and the rest of my house and so home and thence to my office a while and so home to supper and to bed by my letters from tangier to-day i hear that it grows very strong by land and the mole goes on they have lately killed two hundred of the moors and lost about forty or fifty i am mightily afeard of laying out too much money in goods upon my house but it is not money flung away though i reckon nothing money but when it is in the bank till i have a good sum beforehand in the world eighth up and to my vial a while and then to my office on phillips having brought me a draught of the catherine yacht prettily well done for the common way of doing it at the office all the morning making up our last half-year's account to my lord treasurer which comes to a hundred and sixty thousand pounds or thereabouts the proper expense of this half-year only with an addition of thirteen thousand pounds for the third due of the last account to the treasurer for his disbursements and eleven hundred pounds for this half-year's so that in three years and a half his thirds come to fourteen thousand one hundred pounds dined at home with my wife it being washing-day we had a good pie baked of a leg of mutton and then to my office and then abroad and among other places to moxon's and there bought a pair of globes cost me three pounds ten shillings with which i am well pleased i buy them principally for my wife who has a mind to understand them and i shall take pleasure to teach her but here i saw his great window in his dining-room where there is the two terrestrial hemispheres so painted as i never saw in my life and nobly done and to good purpose done by his own hand thence home to my office and there business late and then to supper home and to bed my people sitting up longer than ordinary before they had done their washing ninth up by break of day and then to my vials a while and so to sir w warren's by agreement and after talking and eating something with him he and i down by water to woolwich and there i did several businesses and had good discourse and thence walked to greenwich in my way a little boy overtook us with a fine cup turned out of lignum vitae which the poor child confessed was made in the king's yard by his father a turner there and that he do often do it and that i might have one and god knows what which i shall examine thence to sir w warrant again and there drew up a contract for masts which he is to sell us and so home to dinner finding my poor wife busy i after dinner to the office and then to whitehall to sir g carteret's but did not speak with him and so to westminster hall god forgive me thinking to meet mrs lane but she was not there but here i met with ned pickering with whom i walked three or four hours till evening he telling me the whole business of my lord's folly with this mrs beck at chelsea of all which i am ashamed to see my lord so grossly play the beast and fool to the flinging off of all honour friends servants and everything in person that is good and only will have his private lust undisturbed with this common his sitting up night after night alone suffering nobody to come to them and all the day too 
casting off Pickering, basely reproaching him with his small estate, which yet is a good one, and other poor courses to obtain privacy beneath his honour, and with his carrying her abroad and playing on his lute under her window, and forty other poor sordid things which I am grieved to hear, but believe it to no purpose for me to meddle with it, but let him go on till God Almighty and his own conscience and thoughts of his lady and family do it. So after long discourse, to my full satisfaction but great trouble, I home by water and at my office late, and so to supper to my poor wife, and so to bed, being troubled to think that I shall be forced to go to Brampton the next court, next week. Tenth. Up betimes, and to my office, and there sat all the morning, making a great contract with Sir W. Warren for three thousand pounds worth of masts. But good God, to see what a man might do, were I a knave, the whole business from beginning to end, being done by me out of the office, and signed to by them upon the once reading of it to them, without the least care or consultation either of quality, price, number, or need of them, only in general that it was good to have a store. But I hope my pains were such, as the king has the best bargain of masts has been bought these twenty-seven years in this office. Dined at home, and then to my office again. Many people about business with me, and then stepped a little abroad about business to the wardrobe, but missed Mr. Moore and elsewhere. And in my way met Mr. Moore, who tells me of the good peace that is made at Tangier with the Moors, but to continue but from six months to six months, and that the mole is laid out and likely to be done with great ease and success. We to have a quantity of ground for our cattle about the town to our use. To my office late, and then home to supper after writing letters, and to bed. This day our cook-maid, we having no luck in maids nowadays, which was likely to prove a good servant, though none of the best cooks, fell sick and is gone to her friends, having been with us but four days. Eleventh. This morning, about two or three o'clock, knocked up in our backyard, and rising to the window being moonshine, I found it was the constable and his watch, who had found our backyard door open, and so came in to see what the matter was. So I desired them to shut the door and bid them good-night, and so to bed again, and at six o'clock up and a while to my vial, and then to the office, where all the morning upon the victuallers' accounts, and then with him to dinner at the Dolphin, where I eat well, but drank no wine neither, which keeps me in such good order that I am mightily pleased with myself for it. Hither Mr. Moore came to me, and he and I home, and advised about business, and so, after an hour's examining the state of the navy debts lately cast up, I took coach to Sir Philip Warwick's, but finding Sir G. Carteret there, I did not go in, but directly home again, it raining hard, having first of all been with Creed and Mrs. Harper about a cookmaid, and am like to have one from Creed's lodging. In my way home visited my Lord Crewe and Sir Thomas, thinking they might have inquired by the by of me touching my Lord's matters at Chelsea, but they said nothing, and so, after some slight common talk, I bid them good-night. At home to my office, and after a while doing business, home to supper, and bed. Twelfth. Up betimes, and by water to Whitehall, and thence to Sir Philip Warwick, and there had half an hour's private discourse with him, and did give him some good satisfaction in our navy matters, and he also me, as to the money paid and due to the navy, so as he makes me assured by particulars that Sir G. Carteret is paid within eighty thousand pounds every farthing that we to this day, nay to Michaelmas day next, have demanded, and that, I am sure, is above fifty thousand pounds more than truly our expenses have been, whatever is become of the money. Home with great content that I have thus begun an acquaintance with him, who is a great man, and a man of as much business as any man in England, which I will endeavour to deserve and keep. Thence by water to my office, in here all the morning, and so to the change at noon, and there by appointment met and bring home my uncle Thomas, who resolves to go with me to Brampton on Monday next. I wish he may hold his mind." I do not tell him, and yet he believes that there is a court to be, that he is to do some business for us there. 
The truth is I do find him a much more cunning fellow than I ever took him for, nay, in his very drink he has his wits about him. I took him home to dinner, and after dinner he began, after a glass of wine or two, to exclaim against Sir G. Carteret and his family in Jersey, bidding me to have a care of him, and how high, proud, false, and politic a fellow he is, and how low he has been under his command in the island. After dinner and long discourse, he went away to meet on Monday morning, and I to my office, and thence by water to Whitehall and Westminster Hall, about several businesses, and so home, and to my office writing a laborious letter about our last account to my Lord Treasurer, which took me to one o'clock in the morning. 13th, Lord's Day. So that Griffin was fain to carry it to Westminster to go by express, and my other letters of import to my father and elsewhere could not go at all. To bed between one and two, and slept till eight, and lay talking till nine with great pleasure with my wife. So up, and put my clothes in order, against to-morrow's journey, and then at noon to dinner, and all the afternoon almost playing and discoursing with my wife with great content, and then to my office there to put papers in order against my going. And by and by comes my uncle White to bid us to dinner to-morrow to a haunch of venison I sent them yesterday, given me by Mr. Povey, but I cannot go, but my wife will. Then into the garden to read my weekly vows, and then home, where at supper, saying to my wife in ordinary fondness, Well, shall you and I never travel together again? She took me up, and offered and desired to go along with me. I, thinking by that means to have her safe from harm's way at home here, was willing enough to feign, and after some difficulties made did send about for horse and other things, and so I think she will go. So in a hurry, getting myself and her things ready, to bed. Fourteenth. Up betimes, and my wife's mind, and mine holding for her going, so she to get her ready, and I abroad to do the like for myself, and so home. And after setting everything at my office and at home in order, by coach to Bishopsgate, it being a very promising fair day. There at the Dolphin we met my uncle Thomas and his son-in-law, which seems a very sober man, and Mr. Moore. So Mr. Moore and my wife set out before, and my uncle and I stayed for his son Thomas, who by a sudden resolution is preparing to go with us which makes me fear something of mischief which they design to do us. He staying a great while, the old man and I before, and about eight miles off, his son comes after us, and about six miles further we overtake Mr. Moore and my wife, which makes me mightily consider what a great deal of ground is lost in a little time, when it is to be got up again by another, that is to go his own ground and the other's too. And so, after a little bait, I paying all the reckonings the whole journey, at where to Buntingford, where my wife, by drinking some cold beer, being hot herself, presently after lighting begins to be sick, and became so pale, and I alone with her in a great chamber there, that I thought she would have died, and so in great horror, and having a great trial of my true love and passion for her, called the maids and mistress of the house, and so with some strong water, and after a little vomit, she came to be pretty well again, and so to bed, and I having put her to bed with great content, I called in my company, and supped in the chamber by her, and being very merry in talk, supped and then parted, and I to bed, and lay very well. This day my cousin Thomas dropped his hanger, and it was lost. 15th. Up pretty betimes, and rode as far as Godmanchester. Mr. Moore having two falls, once in water, and another in dirt, and there light, and eat, and drunk, being all of us very weary, but especially my uncle and wife. Thence to Brampton to my father's, and there found all well, but not sensible how they ought to treat my uncle and his son, at least till the court be over, which vexed me. But on my counsel they carried it fair to them, and so my father, cousin Thomas, and I up to Hinchingbrook, where I find my lord and his company gone to Bowden, which vex me. But there I find my lady and the young ladies, and there I alone with my lady two hours, she carrying me through every part of the house and gardens, which are, and will be, mighty noble indeed. Here I saw Mrs. Betty Pickering, 
who is a very well-bred and comely lady, but very fat. Thence, without so much as drinking, home with my father and cousin, who stayed for me, and to a good supper. After I had had an hour's talk with my father abroad in the fields, wherein he began to talk very highly of my promises to him, of giving him the profits of Sturtlow, as if it were nothing that I give him out of my purse, and that he would have me to give this also from myself to my brothers and sister, I mean Brampton and all, I think, I confess I was angry to hear him talk in that manner, and took him up roundly in it, and advised him, if he could not live upon fifty pounds per annum, which was another part of his discourse, that he would think to come and live at Tom's again, where fifty pounds per annum will be a good addition to Tom's trade, and I think that must be done when all is done. But my father spoke nothing more of it all the time I was in the country, though at the time he seemed to like it well enough. I also spoke with Piggott too this evening, before I went into supper, and doubt that I shall meet with some knots in my business to-morrow, before I can do it at the court, but I shall do my best. After supper my uncle and his son to Stanks's to bed, which troubles me, all our father's beds being lent to Hinchingbrook, and so my wife and I to bed, she very weary. 16th. Up betimes, and with my wife to Hinchingbrook to see my lady, she being to go to my lord this morning, and there I left her, and so back to the court, and heard Sir R. Bernard's charges to the courts, Baron and Leet, which took up till noon, and were worth hearing, and after putting my business into some way, went home to my father's to dinner, and after dinner to the court, where Sir Robert and his son came again by and by, and then to our business, and my father and I having given bond to him for the twenty-one pounds Piggott owed him, my uncle Thomas did quietly admit himself, and surrender to us the land's first mortgage for our whole debt, and Sir Robert added to it what makes it up two hundred and nine pounds, to be paid in six months. But when I came to give him an account of more lands to be surrendered to us, wherein Piggott's wife was concerned, and she there to give her consent, Sir Robert would not hear of it, but began to talk very high that we were very cruel, and we had caution enough for our money, and he could not in conscience let the woman do it, and reproach my uncle, both he and his son, with taking use upon use for this money. To all which I did give him such answers, and spoke so well, and kept him so to it, that all the court was silent to hear us and by report since do confess they did never hear the like in the place. But he by a while had got our bond, and I was content to have as much as I could, though I could not get all, and so took Piggott's surrender of them without his wife, and by Sir Robert's own consent did tell the court that if the money were not paid in the time, and the security proved not sufficient, I would conclude myself wronged by Sir Robert, which he granted I should do. This kept us till night, but I am heartily glad it ended so well on my uncle's part, he doing that, and Prior's little house very willingly. So the court broke up, and my father and Mr. Shepley and I to Gorham's to drink, and then I left them and to the bull, where my uncle was to hear what he and the people said of our business, and hear nothing but what liked me very well. So by and by home and to supper, and with my mind in pretty good quiet, to bed. 17th. Up and my father being gone to bed ill last night, and continuing so this morning, I was forced to come to a new consideration whether it was fit for to let my uncle and his son go to Wisbeck, about my uncle Day's estate alone or no, and concluded it unfit, and so resolved to go with them myself, leaving my wife there. I began a journey with them, and with much ado, through the fens, along dykes, where sometimes we were ready to have our horses sink to the belly, we got by night, with great deal of stir and hard riding, to Parsons Drove, a heathen place, where I found my uncle and aunt Perkins and their daughters, poor wretches, in a sad, poor, thatched cottage, like a poor barn or stable, peeling of hemp, in which I did give myself good content to see their manner of preparing of hemp, and in a poor condition of habit took them to our miserable inn, and there, after long stay, and hearing of Frank, their son, the miller, play upon his treble, as he calls it, with which he earns part of his living, 
and singing of a country bawdy song we sat down to supper the whole crew and frank's wife and child a sad company of which i was ashamed supped with us and after supper i talking with my aunt about her report concerning my uncle day's will and surrender i found her in such different reports from what she writes and says to the people and short of what i expected that i fear little will be done of good in it by and by news is brought to us that one of our horses is stole out of the stable which proves my uncle's at which i am inwardly glad i mean that it was not mine and at this we were at a great loss and they doubting a person that lay at next door a londoner some lawyer's clerk we caused him to be secured in his bed and other care to be taken to seize the horse and so about twelve at night or more to bed in a sad cold nasty chamber only the maid was indifferent handsome and so i had a kiss or two of her and i to bed and a little after i was asleep they waked me to tell me that the horse was found which was good news and so to sleep till the morning but was bit cruelly and nobody else of our company which i wonder at by the gnats eighteenth up and got our people together as soon as we could and after eating a dish of cold cream which was my supper last night too we took leave of our beggarly company though they seemed good people too and over most sad fens all the way observing the sad life which the people of the place which if they be born there they do call the breedlings of the place do live sometimes rowing from one spot to another and then wading to wisbeck a pretty town and a fine church and library where sundry very old abbey manuscripts and a fine house built on the church ground by secretary thurlow and a fine gallery built for him in the church but now all in the bishop of ely's hands after visiting the church etc we went out of the town by the help of a stranger to find at one blinkhorn a miller of whom we might inquire something of old day's disposal of his estate and in whose hands it now is and by great chance we met him and brought him to our inn to dinner and instead of being informed in his estate by this fellow we find that he is the next heir to the estate which was matter of great sport to my cousin thomas and me to see such a fellow prevent us in our hopes he being day's brother's daughter's son whereas we are but his sister's sons and grandsons so that after all we were fain to propose our matter to him and to get him to give us leave to look after the business and so he to have one third part and we two to have the other two third parts of what should be recovered of the estate which he consented to and after some discourse and paying the reckoning we mounted again and rode being very merry at our defeat to chatteris my uncle very weary and after supper and my telling of three stories to their good liking of spirits we all three in a chamber went to bed nineteenth up pretty betimes and after eating something we set out and i being willing thereto went by a mistake with them to st ives and there it being known that it was their nearer way to london i took leave of them there they going straight to london and i to brampton where i find my father ill in bed still and madame norbury whom and her fair daughter and sister i was ashamed to kiss but did my lip being sore with riding in the wind and bit with the gnats lately come to town come to see my father and mother and they after a little stay being gone i told my father my success and after dinner my wife and i took horse and rode with marvellous and the first and only hour of pleasure that ever i had in this estate since i had to do with it to brampton woods and through the wood road and gathered nuts in my way and then at grafham to an old woman's house to drink where my wife used to go and being in all circumstances highly pleased and in my wife's riding and good company at this time i rode and she showed me the river behind my father's house which is very pleasant and so saw her home and i straight to huntingdon and there met mr shepley and to the crown having sent home my horse by stanks and there a barber came and trimmed me and thence walked to hinchingbrook where my lord and ladies all are just alighted and so i in among them and my lord glad to see me and the whole company here i stayed and supped with them 
and after a good stay talking but yet observing my lord not to be so mightily engulfed in his pleasure in the country as i expected and hoped i took leave of them and after a walk in the courtyard in the dark with mr howe who tells me that my lord do not enjoy himself and please himself as he used to do but will hasten up to london and that he is resolved to go to chelsea again which we are heartily grieved for and studious how to prevent if it be possible i took course there being one appointed for me and a groom to attend me and so home where my wife stayed up and sister for me and so to bed troubled for what i hear of my lord twentieth lord's day up and finding my father somewhat better walked to huntingdon church where in my lord's pew with the young ladies by my lord's own showing me the place i stayed the sermon and so to hinchingbrook walking with mr shepley and dr king whom they account a witty man here as well as a good physician and there my lord took me with the rest of the company and singly demanded my opinion in the walks in his garden about the bringing of the crooked wall on the mount to a shape and so to dinner there being colonel williams and much other company and a noble dinner but having before got my lord's warrant for travelling to-day there being a proclamation read yesterday against it at huntingdon at which i am very glad i took leave leaving them at dinner and walked alone to my father's and there after a word or two to my father and mother my wife and i mounted and with my father's boy upon a horse i borrowed of captain ferrers we rode to bigglesworth by the help of a couple of countrymen that led us through the very long and dangerous waters because of the ditches on each side though it begun to be very dark and there we had a good breast of mutton roasted for us and supped and to bed twenty-first up very betimes by break of day and got my wife up whom the thought of this day's long journey do discourage and after eating something and changing of a piece of gold to pay the reckoning we mounted and through baldwick where fairs kept to-day and a great one for cheese and other such commodities and so to hatfield it be most curious weather from the time we set out to our getting home and here we dined and my wife being very weary and believing that it would be hard to get her home to-night and a great charge to keep her longer abroad i took the opportunity of an empty coach that was to go to london and left her to come in it to london for half a crown and so i and the boy home as fast as we could drive and it was even night before we got home so that i account it very good fortune that we took this course being myself very weary much more would my wife have been at home found all very well and my house in good order to see sir w penn who is pretty well and sir j minnes who is a little lame on one foot and the rest gone to chatham viz sir g carteret and sir w batten who has in my absence inveighed against my contract the other day for warren's masts in which he is a knave and i shall find matter of triumph but it vexes me a little so home and by and by comes my wife by coach well home and having got a good fowl ready for supper against her coming we eat heartily and so with great content and ease to our own bed there nothing appearing so to our content as to be at our own home after being abroad a while twenty-second i up well refreshed after my journey and to my office and there set some things in order and then sir w penn and i met and held an office and at noon to dinner and so by water with my wife to westminster she to see her father and mother and we met again at my lord's lodgings and thence by water home again where at the door we met sir w penn and his daughter coming to visit us and after their visit i to my office and after some discourse to my great satisfaction with sir w warren about our bargain of masts i wrote my letters by the post and so home to supper and to bed this day my wife showed me bills printed wherein her father with sir john colloden and sir edward ford have got a patent for curing of smoky chimneys i wish they may do good thereof but fear it will prove but a poor project this day the king and queen are to come to oxford 
i hear my lady castlemaine is for certain gone to oxford to meet him having lain within here at home this week or two supposed to have miscarried but for certain is as great in favour as heretofore at least mrs sarah and my lords who hears all from their own family do say so every day brings news of the turks advance into germany to the awaking of all the christian princes thereabouts and possessing himself of hungary my present care is fitting my wife's closet and my house and making her a velvet coat and me a new black cloth suit and coat and cloak and evening my reckoning as well as i can against michaelmas day hoping for all that to have my balance as great or greater than ever i had yet twenty third up betimes and to my office where setting down my journal while i was in the country to this day and at noon by water to my lord crews and there dined with him and sir thomas thinking to have them inquire something about my lord's lodgings at chelsea or anything of that sort but they did not nor seem to take the least notice of it which is their discretion though it might be better for my lord and them too if they did and that so we might advise together for the best which cannot be while we seem ignorant one to another and it is not fit for me to begin the discourse thence walked to several places about business and to westminster hall thinking to meet mrs lane which is my great vanity upon me at present but i must correct it she was not in the way so by water home and to my office whither by and by came my brother john who is to go to cambridge to-morrow and i did give him a most severe reprimand for his bad account he gives me of his studies this i did with great passion and sharp words which i was sorry to be forced to say but that i think it for his good for swearing doing anything for him and that which i have yet and now do give him is against my heart and will also be hereafter till i do see him give me a better account of his studies i was sorry to see him give me no answer but for aught i see to hear me without great resentment and such as i should have had in his condition but i have done my duty let him do his for i am resolved to be as good as my word after two hours walking in the garden till after it was dark i ended with him and to my office and there set some papers in order and so to supper and my poor wife who is mighty busy at home fitting her closet so to bed twenty fourth up betimes and after taking leave of my brother john who went from me to my father's this day i went forth by water to sir philip warwick's where i was with him a pretty while and in discourse he tells me and made it appear to me that the king cannot be in debt to the navy at this time five thousand pounds and it is my opinion that sir g carteret do owe the king money and yet the whole navy debt paid thence i parted being doubtful of myself that i have not spoke with the gravity and weight that i ought to do in so great a business but i rather hope it is my doubtfulness of myself and the haste which he was in some very great personages waiting for him without while he was with me that made him willing to be gone to the office by water where we sat doing little now mr coventry is not here but only vex myself to see what a sort of coxcombs we are when he is not here to undertake such a business as we do in the afternoon telling my wife that i go to deptford i went by water to westminster hall and there finding mrs lane took her over to lambeth where we were lately and there did what i would with her but only the main thing which she would not consent to for which god be praised but trust in the lord i shall never do so again while i live after being tired with her company i landed her at whitehall and so home and at my office writing letters till twelve at night almost and then home to supper and bed and there found my poor wife hard at work which grieved my heart to see that i should abuse so good a wretch and that is just with god to make her bad with me for my wronging of her but i do resolve never to do the like again so to bed twenty fifth lay pretty long in bed and so to my office all the morning till by and by called out by sir j minnes and sir w batten with them by water to deptford where it of a sudden did lighten thunder and rain 
so as we could do nothing but stay in davis's house and by and by sir j minnes and i home again by water and i home to dinner and after dinner to the office and there till night all alone even of my clerks being there doing of business and so home and to bed twenty sixth up into my office and there we sat till noon and then i to the exchange but did little there but meeting mr rawlinson he would needs have me home to dinner and mr dean of woolwich being with me i took him with me and there we dined very well at his own dinner only no invitation but here i sat with little pleasure considering my wife at home alone and so i made what haste home i could and was forced to sit down again at dinner with her being unwilling to neglect her by being known to dine abroad my doing so being only to keep dean from dining at home with me being doubtful what i have to eat so to the office and there till late at night and so home to supper and bed being mightily pleased to find my wife so mindful of her house twenty seventh lord's day lay chatting with my wife a good while then up and got me ready and to church without my man william whom i have not seen to-day nor care but would be glad to have him put himself far enough out of my favour that he may not wonder to have me put him away so home to dinner being a little troubled to see pembleton out again but i do not discern in my wife the least memory of him dined and so to my office a little and then to church again where a drowsy sermon and so home to spend the evening with my poor wife consulting about her closet clothes and other things at night to supper though with little comfort i finding myself both head and breast in great pain and what troubles me most my right ear is almost deaf it is a cold which god almighty in justice did give me while i sat lewdly sporting with mrs lane the other day with a broken window in my neck i went to bed with a posset being very melancholy in consideration of the loss of my hearing twenty eighth up though with pain in my head stomach and ear and that deaf so as in my way by coach to whitehall with sir j minnes i called at mr holliard's who did give me some pills and tells me i shall have my hearing again and be well so to whitehall where sir j minnes and i did spend an hour in the gallery looking upon the pictures in which he hath some judgment and by and by the commissioners for tangier met and there my lord teviot together with captain cuttons captain evans and jonas moore sent to that purpose did bring us a brave draught of the mole to be built there and report that it is likely to be the most considerable place the king of england hath in the world and so i am apt to think it will after a discourse of this and of supplying the garrison with some more horse we rose and sir j minnes and i home again finding the street about our house full sir r ford beginning his shrievalty to-day and what with his and our houses being new-painted the street begins to look a great deal better than it did and more graceful home and eat one bit of meat and then by water with him and sir w batten to a sale of old provisions at deptford which we did at captain bodily's house to the value of six hundred or seven hundred pounds but i am not satisfied with the method used in this thing then home again by water and after a little at my office and visit sir w pen who is not very well again with his late pain home to supper being hungry and my ear and cold not so bad i think as it was so to bed taking one of my pills news that the king comes to town for certain on thursday next from his progress twenty ninth took two pills more in the morning and they worked all day and i kept the house about noon dined and then to carry several heavy things with my wife up and down stairs in order to our going to lie above and will to come down to the wardrobe and that put me into a violent sweat so i had a fire made and then being dry again she and i to put up some paper pictures in the red chamber where we go to lie very pretty and the map of paris then in the evening towards night it fell to thunder lighten and rain so violently that my house was all afloat and i in all the rain up to the gutters and there dabbled in the rain and wet half an hour enough to have killed a man that done downstairs to dry myself again 
and by and by comes Mr. Simpson to set up my wife's chimney-piece in her closet, which pleases me, and so that being done, I to supper and to bed, shifting myself from top to toe, and doubtful of my doing myself hurt. 30th. Rose very well, and my hearing pretty well again, and so to my office, by and by Mr. Holyard come, and at my house he searched my ear, and I hope all will be well, though I do not yet hear so well as I used to do with my right ear. So to my office till noon, and then home to dinner, and in the afternoon by water to Whitehall to the Tangier Committee, where my Lord Tiviot about his accounts, which grieves me to see that his accounts being to be examined by us, there are none of the great men at the board that in compliment will accept against anything in his accounts, and so none of the little persons dare do it. So the king is abused. Thence home again by water with Sir W. Ryder, and so to my office, and there I sat late making up my month's accounts. And blessed be God to find myself seven hundred and sixty pounds creditor, notwithstanding that for clothes for myself and wife, and layings out on her closet, I have spent this month forty-seven pounds. So home, where I found our new cook-maid Elizabeth, whom my wife never saw at all, nor I but once at a distance before, but recommended well by Mr. Creed, and I hope will prove well. So to supper, prayers, and bed. This evening Mr. Coventry is come to St. James's, but I did not go see him, and to-morrow the King, Queen, Duke, and his lady, and the whole court comes to town from their progress. Myself and family well, only my father sick in the country. All the common talk for news is the Turks advance in Hungary, etc. End of September.